What up? About last night, podcast listeners, your boy Adam Ray here. Got a quick question for you. You guys like making great money, right? Like super dope money? Oh, <laughs> that's what I thought. Well, here's a really cool opportunity I just had to share with you. Driving with Uber. That's right, Uber. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's that popular smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. Yeah, man, everybody uses it. I take Uber pretty much every day. I take it when I'm trying to get to a comedy club. I take it when I'm trying to avoid drinking and driving. I take it when I just want to meet cool people. I'm telling you, the stories and the conversations I've had while in an Uber are incredible. One of my best buds met his current girlfriend through Uber because Uber drivers are the shit, man. They're cool. They're fun. They they are good at conversation and they get you where you need to go on time and in the appropriate amount of fun. Uh, You know why people love driving with Uber, I'll tell you what, the people who drive with Uber, they love it because they're their own boss, all right? They earn great money, and it's easy to start. All you need is a car and a license. That's all you need. Driving with Uber is great for anyone who needs flexibility. Parents, all right, if you're trying to find a way uh, to easily work around your family schedule, perfect. Drive with Uber. Students, you looking to make some extra cash in between those classes? Perfect. Drive with Uber. Now's the prime time to cash in driving with Uber, all right? You guys are going to thank me for telling you how to get paid weekly. I could be getting into your car when you drive with Uber, and we could talk about we could talk about all sorts of fun. We could talk about DuckTales. We could talk about Pop-Tarts and Fraggle Rock and, and, and how the Muppets are coming back. We could talk about weed, man. I'm telling you, if you've got a car and a license, put them both to work for you today and start earning serious, life-changing cash. Sign up to drive with Uber at visit. Sign up to drive with Uber at drivewithuber.com. Visit drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Hey, guess what? Don't be a goober. Drivewithuber.com. Attention people who love sports, money, and fun. Your season-long fantasy football lineup is locked in and ready for action, right? But guess what? You don't have to wait until week 16 to get paid. Put your fantasy skills to the test starting Sunday at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site, where you, that's right, you, man, me, yeah, you, man, could kick the season off right by winning $2 million. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. You know that. $10 million and prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. Look, one-week fantasy means no season-long commitments, all right? It's fantasy football on demand. You play where you want, when you want, with the players you want, and turn your love of football into a life-changing payday today. All you gotta do is pick your players, you pile up the points, and you pick up the cash. That's it. That's all you gotta do. You've never experienced fantasy football like this, or football in general. It's not fantasy, all right? It's DraftKings, and welcome to the big time. How does it feel? It feels great. That's what I thought. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code ALN to play for free for a shot at your chance to win $10 million in Sunday's Millionaire Maker event. Enter ALN for free entry now only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. You got it, man. Now put down my Skittles candle. Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show on iTunes and subscribing on iTunes. And uh, thanks for all those ratings and five-star reviews. Jesus Christ, you guys have been killing it with that lately. Uh, It takes two seconds. Do it right now while you're listening to the intro and uh, and give us a five-star rating. Comment on the iTunes page. That helps us climb the charts and, uh, and continue to deliver great shows. For you guys, um, sorry, I'm I'm a, I'm a little slow. I'm doing this uh, this intro on Labor Day. I just got back from Vegas, a week of shows uh, at the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana in Vegas, 
my buddies Mark Saratella and Brett Riley. Shows were awesome. Everybody that came out, thank you so much. The shows were incredible. Uh, I'm going to be cutting together some uh, some clips from those shows and posting them because uh, there was just a lot of great crowd work and and fun moments on stage that uh, you know I say great quad, quad work Jesus I told you I'm fucking I'm, I'm losing it um, there were just a lot of great organic moments on stage um, you know similar to that of, of the uh, the heckler uh, potentially racist moment clip that I posted that uh, they went fucking viral a couple weeks ago got featured on E-Bombs World and and, uh, and Reddit and, uh, and the Chive anyway shows are great love the Laugh Factory in Vegas at the Tropicana thanks for coming out and uh, and thanks for uh, bringing your ALN merch. I signed some shirts. I signed some mugs. You guys are the shit. Keep getting your merch at estoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. If you don't have a, an ALN shirt or mug, go go over there right now and pick one up. It's a great way to support the pod. They're comfy-ass shirts. The mugs are fun to drink out of. And, uh, and bring them to shows, and we'll sign them for you. Today's episode of the podcast, I am really pumped to... Uh, to, to Today's episode I am so pumped for because uh, I've known this dude for quite a while and uh, he's just a, a, an incredibly unique person, comic, mind. Uh, he was promoting clubs and parties at 15 in D.C., did that for a while, been doing stand-up I think for five plus years now. Uh, his story of seeing Dave Chappelle for the first time in D.C. for his Killing Him Softly special is bananas and he was almost the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Um, his background is is unique. His uh, his stories are gonna fucking blow your mind. Uh, I've been wanting to have him on the podcast for a long time. He's a great dude, a great comic, uh, one of the house hosts of the Laugh Factory, um, and his name is Tehran. That's right, comedian Tehran. T H R A N. I don't know if Tehran's done a podcast before. Um, he definitely uh, settled right in though, and just was a great conversation. Um, fun to, uh, to to listen to. He's just got opinions and and uh, and thoughts about so many different aspects of life because he's a, a pretty uh, multicultural dude. Um, just his background and his influences. Um, you see it in his Facebook posts about his shows for the Laugh Factory. Just uh, always got a lot on his mind. Today was a lot of a lot of fun. We we laughed a lot. We uh, just you know learned some shit, which is always fun. Anyway, his name's Tehran. He crushed it. You guys are gonna love this episode. Follow Tehran on Twitter at I am Tehran T E H R A N. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. And come see me live in Fort Worth, Texas, September seventeenth through the nineteenth at Hyenas in Fort Worth, Texas, September seventeenth through the 19th. Uh, get your tickets at hyenas.com. And then I'll be headlining Comedy Juice in Irvine, California at the Irvine Improv, September 22nd. I'll be doing Fort Collins uh, in Colorado, Colorado State University uh, in Fort Collins, Colorado, September 23rd. Um, and then I'll be headlining one night only Spokane, Washington, October 23rd at 8 p.m. at the Bing Theater in Spokane, Washington. Bringing my friend Kelsey Cook. Going to do one night at the Bing Theater in Spokane. Come see me there. And then, of course, come see Brad and I at the Tempe Improv October 28th through November 1st. Get your tickets at improv.com. Brad Williams. Well, he will be in Tampa, Florida at the Improv September 18th through the 20th. Go see Brad in Tampa at the Improv and then see him at uh, House of Comedy in Bloomington, Minnesota. That's at the uh, Mall of America in Minnesota, September 30th through October 4th. A lot of exciting shit going on with Brad and I that we can't wait to share with you guys. Uh, so many great podcast guests being lined up. Can't wait for you guys to hear them. But now that we got all the Twitter handles out of the way, those are the tour dates. That's all the merch info. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a very special brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with our buddy, comedian, 
Tehran. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. started happening and uh yeah i mean this is popping first studio, first studio setup hey man i'll I, take that i'll tell you what's popping your fucking robe you walked in with yeah, yeah. bathrobed up dude i'm always bathrobed up now, really is that yeah, it, always and, and, and that's Thanks. how'd you make the decision of you know what every day bathrobe la la made me make that decision is it because that you know that if you walk into is la a guy a, who sells yeah. bathrobes <laughs> no listen in la there's so many hot girls there's yeah. so many good looking guys i couldn't even begin to compete um, in DC, I was like a, a big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. But then when I came into LA, it's like, yo, I'm a really small fish in a really huge pond surrounded by whales. And it's like, wow, right? <laughs> wow. So I was like, I'm going to check out these girls. I'm never going to be as good looking as them, but at least I'm going to be comfortable while I check out some like really nice asses the whole time. <laughs> and that's become my thing. And, and, and you know what? The thing about L- LA is that you could be walking in to a grocery store in a bathrobe and that's not the fifth weirdest thing someone's <laughs> exactly. wearing at that moment exactly. like you like you go to your average whole foods and you're going to walk by a like a buddhist monk who's somehow got a pink mohawk who's then like wait, wait, what whole foods, foods are you going yo, to every, venice <laughs> no, that's a good point at, at the ralphs down the street on sunset yeah. have you yeah. been there after two yeah yes yeah exactly. it's a ca- it's, it's like a variety show exactly yeah. the batman from hollywood boulevard oh yeah he in. makes his way through there yeah, that's as the, batman as batman he's he getting his he's change. getting his bat snacks yeah. and the funny thing is, is when <laughs> people look at by me the foot. <laughs> for wearing a bathrobe funny when they're checking me out like why are you wearing a bathrobe and i'm like you're wearing a batman costume yeah. and you're looking at me and it's like you can well, he, accept caitlin jenner for being tr- like transgender but you can't yeah. accept me for being trans wardrobe <laughs> like let me can i live let me live let me trans live. wardrobe yeah. you, so so like when people make fun you'd be like hey i identify as someone in a bathrobe i feel like i was born Yo, someone in a bathrobe so i feel like you should just accept me as the person who wears bathrobes so Brad williams is hilarious yeah, he's quick man he puts it together hilarious. yeah you lobbed it up yeah you know I, 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 and, and, and you know what anyone that truly gets mad at you is absolutely jealous that you're wearing a bathrobe and they're not. And now I've been able to go to everywhere in LA, most places in LA. Like I'll go to the nightclub in the bathrobe. I'll For be, real? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'll but be you're also. Let, I'll be a great on Sunday. Let me say this about you too. And hug that mic a little bit more if you want. Yo. You, can, you can hold up whatever, but we want those pipes yeah, I'm here. <laughs> filled in. There it is. Um, you've got, I don't know, maybe the most just natural swagger that I've ever come across. No. That's you two. Look, hands down. No, but- Brad Williams walks into the club, has five <laughs> tall, six foot supermodels behind him. Well, yeah, yeah. I and mean, then Adam Ray comes Tuesday. in, yeah. and like every girl at the at the club fawns over him. Jesus. And you guys are giving me swagger credit? No, don't do that. Well, but don't like, hey, but man, like, game we're not- recognizes game. Yeah. yeah, and we're not the ones wearing the bathrobe. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, the bathrobe. It's come the bathrobe. on. It, 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 and is that? 
like uh, is, is is that something that when you're talking with someone or you know meeting someone for the first time, the, like do you feel like you're more comfortable talking to them because it's like, hey, fuck it, I'm in yeah. a bathrobe. I'm in a ba- I don't give a shit. I'm not trying like to be yep. someone I'm not. I'm I'm not trying to fake it right now. Like, you go to no. meetings like that, yeah, but you yeah. clean up well for shows. You you always look dapper. The show thing, and that's the funny thing is for my shows, everyone expects me to be doing it in a bathrobe, and I don't. I only do uh, why I dress up. Because since I'm hosting shows, I feel like it needs to be more professional. I'm, cool. My focus is you guys coming on to the show because mm-hmm. that's the highlight, you know? Yeah. So I dress up and everyone always asks, why aren't you just wearing the bathrobe? And that's why. But is that still you? When we see you in, in a tie and a nice vest and a backpack and a hat that has your fucking name on it, which everything I want to get has, into. Everything has my name on it. <laughs> Does that bathrobe? Uh, the bathrobe, this one doesn't because it's actually newer. This but is Eddie most Bauer. Of my, yeah. <laughs> most of my bathrobes do have my name on it. Uh, awesome. When did that start and why did that start? First of all, Tehran means what? Tehran is the capital of Iran. I was actually named after the capital of Iran. And everyone thinks it's because I'm, I'm half Persian, half black. My dad's Persian. My mom's black. Everyone always assumes that my Persian dad named me Tehran. Tehran mm-hmm. is not a Persian name. People, Persian people always make fun of it. My mom named me Tehran because it was the closest thing for her, that sounded black. It sounded huh. black to her. It was like Tehran. It it it, it does. Like you, I could totally see, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That, that, that makes sense. So like he's like, well, we either name him Hummus exactly. or Tehran. Exactly. Wh- wh- you know, which one do you want? You're like, uh, I'm 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 gonna go Tehran. Exactly. And my dad <laughs> thought it was a horrible name. And really. Fortunately, it worked out for me. Like yeah. it became like my identity. And Tehran. you and you just made it your own. And 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 now that you like and you have this individual individual. I can't say this. Wow, brain fart. Individualistic. Here he was giving you compliments about your quickness. It's still Brad. I know, man. He's he's got a funny way of delivering. I try. I I, I stutter funny. Anyway, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Brad Williams is I stutter funny. (laughs) From the creators of Airbud comes Stutter Funny. Starring Brad Williams. You'll laugh your ass off. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Brad Williams, rock star, wow. superstar, Spins recovery, spins it, recovery, See? my friend. But like, w- like, when do you take your name and then go? You know what? I'm gonna put it on my bathrobe. I'm gonna put it on my hat. I'm gonna put it like, yeah, because only all Madonna really does that. Yeah, you well, know, or J Lo. Before I got into comedy and everything, I was um, I was a promoter in DC. I was yeah. promoting clubs, events, big parties, big events, and I even had artists. And I was doing a lot of artist management and stuff. And because of that, actually, what happened was my artist, I got one deal. They got into a fight over the advance, which is so stupid because they could have done such money. so much more. Yeah. Money always fucks up. And then the other one, after the contract, was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. So I was like, I want to be my own product. And I was always in that promoter realm. So because I was in that, I've been promoting myself since day one. Okay. Wow. So this isn't new. It's just the transit, the brand. You just came to a different city. Exactly. I'm in a new city promoting a different product still under my label of Tehran. Right. Mm-hmm. So so Tehran uh, was, uh, I mean, a event brand name. Exactly. To, and what kind of parties would you put on? I was throwing, I was throwing. You've told me some of the luxury. Just... You guys can go on. The, there's videos. There's clips. Like if you go to DC and ask about it, they'll tell you. I was throwing amazing parties. I was like finding underground subway uh, stations that were empty and throwing parties in there. What Ninja yeah. Turtle style? Oh my Holy god! Holy crap! Yeah. Holy. Yes. How do you now? How do you have the wherewithal to go? I wonder if that fucking like that trash can over there is. No one's been. <laughs> yeah. No one's been there. That that abandoned like warehouse or, or that softball field hasn't been used since. Yeah. 
never underestimate the power of wanting pussy. Like, that's what it really comes down to. You throw, you will, you will find whatever it takes to get what you want. Like, wow, that's the opening line of Stutter Funny, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it, it's just my dad sitting me down, going, "Listen, son, never <laughs> underestimate the power of wanting pussy." And me, like, going, "That's g- 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 great, dad." <laughs> but, it. but what's p- 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 pussy? pussy? It was like, say it just like that. <laughs> You'll get so much of it. You guys are like, uh, it's like the movie Twins watching. <laughs> DeVito. Yo. I mean, come on. It's going to be you, Adam. Right? <laughs> exactly. Sorry, That's Adam what I was Ray, saying. You're the DeVito. I appreciate yeah. it. Brad's got the Schwarzenegger calves. That's what I do. Wait, so what was, if we went to DC and we said, hey, remember this party? Yeah. Like the name of what was there a certain okay, name of so a party? Like, there was this place, um, I, I threw like this uh, all white party, which sounds generic, but it was at the Madrion, no, the Mandarin Oriental Hotel, which yeah. is the only five star hotel in DC. Maybe wow. I think it's like a little more. But it was where President Obama threw his personal inauguration thing. Jesus. I was able to get the entire bottom floor and had like these girls walking around a la Victoria's Secret with angel wings and, and bras and panties. And this is in med- mid-February in the snow and everyone had to wear all white. And it was just amazing. Baller. Or the Warner Theater on the rooftop, which is three blocks away from the White House, <laughs> four blocks away from the monument. And you're... DC is not a tall, tall building place. Yeah. So you can see it's like you're looking at like uh, uh, what's that book? What was that book? With Where Tom? the sidewalk ends? No. The, no. The, <laughs> the Tom, Giving Tree. The, 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 the Da Vinci. The Chosen. Code. Uh. The Vinci code. No, you guys. No. <laughs> okay. No. Moby Dick. The, yeah. Okay. All right. Da Vinci Code. Green it's eggs like and you're ham. You're looking at the Illuminati yeah. symbols okay, in DC. Cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's what I was getting at. Wow. Yeah. So those parties were big. Like, comments. and then. How do you how do you get the whole bottom floor? Do you just go to them and say like, "Hey, I, I I've got my name on my hat. Yeah, uh, you should let me throw a party here." It's it's yeah. You had to have a speech or a, or a um... combination of them knowing me plus the key people being Persian always helps. Fuck Ooh. that Persian, Persian connection, connection huh? is yeah. worth. Listen, it is worth money. Hug that mic, baby. Yeah, it's or, worth or pull, a lot. Pull it up close to you. Yeah. Yeah. Getting it. Persian yeah. connection would yeah, be an awesome connection. boy band name. <laughs> they could totally open up for insane. Now, now, what would what would their opening song be about? What would it be about? It would be about a flying carpet. What else? A flying carpet song. Girl, wanna fly a carpet into your heart, into your heart. Yo, he should write that. I mean, I'm actually, he should write that. I might have to. Through the skies, through the skies, and up to the stars. Ooh, that's. The, I mean, I, I don't know if it's. Uh-huh, or if it's like a Persian thing, so it's like la 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 nice, or something dude. like that. I don't know. Right. Take it. Now, it just, had you, to took, you made yeah, it a little racist. Made it racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it, it, was, racist. it was fine until the yeah. I, I was going desperate for a laugh. I'm like, <laughs> what's gonna get either a laugh or what's gonna get Tehran to throw his headphones at me and leave? Uh, let's let's go for it. Whatever. But and it worked. That, Brad's always a joke away from dude. You had to make it racist. <laughs> um, so was there? Okay, so you're getting recognition now from these parties, right? Yeah, those parties were big deals. Yeah. Oh, wait, we we got to go back. So, what would you say to these guys when you're like, "Yo, this is what I need. I need girls with wings. I need the bottom floor. Yeah. Like, I need basically. I would have a whole have Capri the whole Suns with the straws already put in them. Money. It comes down to money. They mm-hmm. knew their bar would hit, you know, x amount of dollars, and so they were willing to take that chance. Now and let you have control, yeah. and let me have complete control. Gotcha. Now when you're now when you're promoting a a, a club a party, uh, does that differ? 
from promoting your comedy shows? Like, because when we promote our shows, we just put it, you know, we, we put the stuff up on social media. We might pass, we say the we might, time might in the club, flyers. maybe who's on it. You yeah. give extensive posts. I mean, you've seen my posts every yeah. week. It's I create something new, and you know, and uh, where it comes down to is the lineup isn't always given to me ahead of time. So people are really coming because they just know it's going to be a good event. Mm-hmm. At this at the comedy store, and you guys were there Monday. Both well, of you, it was yeah, yeah, about yeah. last night takeover. Yeah, and everyone was there and had a great time. In fact, we had to we had a situation where people had come late for the guest list, and about forty people got turned away from the door. Oh shit! Yeah, people trying to get in because you know they wanted to see what the hype was about, and so nice. That's how it works. That. So you, you're good at creating hype. Which is, is that safe to say? I mean, that's what my career has been about, Adam Ray. Is creating <laughs> hype and then failing people. No, no, no. Every Never. time, time and time again. Never. Not true. No, yes. we 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 always have great time, great times at your shows because because of the atmosphere that you create. It, it, it's always the the crowds always know, like you say, they're going to get a great show. They don't necessarily know who's going to be on it, but but they know like well. Tehran's doing it. He wouldn't have a bad comic on his show. Also, so. you know why? You know why you're a great host for the show and just a great comic is that uh, you welcome people in uh, very well, right? And that's just your natural like personable abilities coming into play, and then and probably all of your hosting stuff and the way you interact with people. It's just being very personable, so you feel like you are, you know, hosting an event, and then. You're smart, so it's like your shit's uh, always um, uh, making people think right off the bat and, and, and not just getting up there and doing like, well, who's got a birthday, who's whatever. But then you interact with the crowd, which is important. So you're giving them a taste of everything well, thank because, you, because that's what uh, the whole show's going to be. There's never a show that's just straight, everyone doing their material. And also, we also have a strong line, like, <clears throat> let's be real. You guys on the show help make me look good. You guys are killing it. I've seen Adam Ray is coming up with new stuff like, Every time he gets up there, yeah. I'm laughing. I need yeah. to meet your nieces if it's the last thing I do <laughs> yeah, yeah. on Earth. They'll be on this podcast soon. On some, oh, weird, on some weird shit, I like every picture of you with them. Yeah. So it's like, and sometimes, you know, I'll be with people, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's Adam Ray's nieces at the park. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, they're, you yeah. don't know. Yeah, they, you don't yeah know. they're like staring at you, staring at two little girls on Instagram, like, is it's, this a Jared from Subway situation? Exactly. And, you're like, wow. and you're like, no, no, no. Especially no, no. when it comes after, like, they're funny. twerk nation is my other. <laughs> Instagram follow and so then like funny. Janice's ass loves to clap and then it's like Adam Ray's nieces and oh, it's like twerk nation it has, it has come up once or twice that's a thing I'm, I'm pretty twerk sure nation I, yes, now how much of your day is being filled by by twerk nation viewings I mean <laughs> I, I would I would hate to admit on record sure. how much of my day yeah, yeah. is actually filled well with just you saying that makes me think it's more than what you're gonna say so <laughs> give, give an honest PC podcast answer. I mean on my Instagram I would say Twerk Nation, which, by the way, are girls that come to my show, yeah. and which is the only it's reason I follow them. It's a networking business uh, exchange. And they have yeah. millions of followers. They support you. Sure. What, are you not going to uh, support exactly them clapping? is probably 60% of my Instagram follow. <laughs> oh, man. Are wow. The girls from, yeah. where, do you, uh, where do you meet these girls? Because you're always bringing beautiful women to the Laugh Factory. They, you've got, you've got Tehran groupies. You've got, yo, uh, after a show, I'll get off stage, you're like, Adam, meet uh, Veronica, or meet Bianca, or meet uh, some huh. sort of... Uh, some sort of huh. Anka. Yeah. Huh. Sometimes, sometimes they're just named Anka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're always gorgeous and sweet and love comedy. And I'm like, where? I'm out there meeting people constantly. Like I, I've seen a lot of comedians are actually afraid or ashamed to tell people they're comedians when they're out. Like They just don't tell people, hey, I have a show tomorrow at so-and-so club. Yeah. 
I'm constantly like, if I'm getting your number, I'm also getting giving you an invitation. It's to come to the show. Yeah. I'd rather have. It's I'd pretty much the best invitation to have yeah. locked and loaded, isn't it? Exactly. Who doesn't want to go to a free comedy exactly. show? Exactly, especially in a place where it's the best. It, yeah. it literally, this is, it is the epicenter of genius. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You have any day. Bob Saget came to the show on Thursday, and just right. rocked it. I mean, Popped he's Bob up. Saget. He's He's, um, you know, America's. He's America's dad. dad. He's, he's he's America's filthy dad. A filthy dad, exactly. That's and so he was great. so filthy. And people, you know, they don't know that about him until they watch one of his shows. Yeah. And that's the kind of drop-ins that people expect. And like I said, you guys be, being on the show, you guys are individually on the show a lot, but together, mm-hmm. that yeah, that was money. That was money. In fact, I I actually try to get it. To so a segment was you two just being on stage together. Yeah, but yeah. Of course, you know corporate. Uh, <laughs> you know how that. You know how that went. Hey man, there's always. A- but that's not what, uh, buddy. That's not what we do exactly. at Laugh Factory, that's, buddy. Exactly. It's one comedian then other comedian, yeah. buddy. You don't have multiple comedian. And I'm not doing a Tehran impression. Yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. That's, yeah. No, that's 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 the uh, that's the that's your boss yeah. at the aquarium you work at in Stutter Funny. Oh, come on, but, uh, but 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 I have a set tonight, buddy. You're not funny, buddy. <laughs> No. You stutter and you never be a comedian. Buddy. You clean never. the fish tank. Clean the fish clean tank. Clean the dolphin buddy. shit. Oh, the dolphins, they love you, buddy. You the size of their krill. They love you because you talk like them. So, you know, it Fine. started out as a joke, but this movie actually has legs. And I really stutter think if funny. Adam Sandler listens to this, you will see. Stutter funny. It does sound like one of the movies that was like in Funny Sandler. People, like on the posters. Exactly. Oh, my like God. A joke movie. Yeah. I don't know what his character name was in that movie, but. Uh, you know, where he was like half mermaid, half yeah. man. Merman. <laughs> Merman. Yeah. Well, his last couple movies, he's actually been on Merman status. So yeah, right there. but probably still made. It was still made hundreds. Of, like yeah, killed it. Like they can't even say no to this. By movie. the way, great rep. Like just so we know, you were we, we were, were talking about a fake movie Merman, and you said made splash money, which is a real mermaid movie that did that crush. Made, that made a fuckload of money. Talk well about done. Reference. Well done, Adam, Adam Ray. Ray. Well, that was well Tom done. Hanks, man. And anything Tom Hanks is uh, is something I'm definitely going to be aware of. Absolutely. Speaking of being aware of your heroes, we need to talk about something last night. Was it the comedy store? Brad and I were talking about this before you walked in. And uh, I don't know who you, and this is, we'll segue into who your influences were and who you who came up on. Um, but Jim Carrey was it for me, man. Rob Williams, Chris I Farley, Eddie saw. Murphy, Jim Carrey. Yeah. And probably Jim Carrey the most because it got me the earliest. Eddie Murphy was the first stand up I saw in high school. Uh, even Sinbad I saw at some point from my dad, and that was an influence. Uh, Chris Farley, uh, probably middle school, high school. But fucking elementary school, dude. Jim Carrey. In Living Color, All Jim Carrey, it. Ace Ventura. Fucking changed the game for me, and he showed up at the comedy store for the first time in I don't know how many years, but a lot, yeah. right? Because he just hasn't been around. Because he it's he he knows it's gonna be pandemonium. But he came last night for whatever reason. He's producing executive producing this uh, Showtime show about comedy in the seventies uh, at a comedy club, and uh, he's there, right? And he's watching some show, and and I'm just like. A weird feeling came over me that I've never really felt before. You know, I've I've been starstruck, but not in a while. And the more wow. I think we all get in this business, you know, we, we work with uh, uh, Chris Rock comes in and that's and, and you're on the same bill and or you just see him at the club and and there's an initial. But something like Jim Carrey to where it was like such a big and I'm such a fan and he's impacted me. I felt like almost numb and I was like, this is weird. I've never felt out of body like this before. And I was trying to think why it was. And I was telling Brad. Uh, you know, I was uh, a you know fat kid, and when I went from fat kid to funny kid and started making people laugh, a was inspired from Jim Carrey. And then what I was doing was on the bus, I was like reciting and performing Ace Ventura to friends, 
to an audience, you know? I'd be prank calling people and doing impressions of teachers and friends to like two or three, but this was on a bus or at school at the lunch table, and it was like, that's when I got like more uh, awareness of like, oh, Adam's funny, and they and it was en- enough with the fat kid stuff, he's the funny kid. And so that's like a huge, like solely because of him and like how much I loved what he did. So I'm like, oh, that's why I feel so weird right now, being in his presence, because like wow. he probably is, you know, I mean fully responsible for the fact that i'm doing this you know yeah and made it and made me want to do it it, it, it's so weird how there's some people that just have that moment with you whether if like they directly influenced you like uh we we've all met really famous people but the two people i've gotten actually starstruck around was meeting rob williams and hulk hogan when i met hulk hogan like i was like oh my god this is my childhood come to life It, it like so like who who are the people for you that... Wait, but I want to finish this Jim, okay. Corey thing, this Jim, Jim Carrey thing. Jim Corey was also there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the story is getting to the fact that Jim Corey was in the back. <laughs> and I was like, and Jim Carrey looks at me and goes, I heard you're a big fan. I go, yeah, 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 excuse me. Jim Corey! <laughs> hey, man, loved you in Splash 2. <laughs> I know everyone talks about Splash 1, but Splash 2 is the real film. Yes. <laughs> it, was when, it was when you and... <laughs> Help a, me out, uh, Tom Hanks's son Chet Hanks, there who's actually a rapper. <laughs> yeah, rapper. is he really? Yeah, that, that, he that's uses true. The N word who drops the N word. He's the rapper. Yes, the white rapper who uses the N word and <sighs> justified it on YouTube. Yep. Has Tom Hanks come out and responded? Uh, I don't think Tom Hanks actually has come out and said that this is his son. <laughs> what if he just came out and <laughs> like go after that? Yeah. yeah. What if yeah. he just came out and responded as Woody from Toy Story? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So and so basically, so I'm having these feelings, and then I see Jim Carrey. He walks through the back bar of the comedy store yeah. and looking right at me and I'm just looking at him and he's got a train of people behind him to go up to watch the roast battle and judge it and he looks at me a big smile and he goes hey man and I go hey and then he just keeps walking <laughs> and I was that like, was your moment yeah dude <laughs> that was your hold on you just gave me what I might consider top three soliloquies I've ever heard in my life yeah I was locked in okay I'm talking about you were up there with Hamlet <laughs> you were in there. It was it was strong. I had like to talk out of your ass or not to talk out of yeah, your ass. It was that is the question. Me, like, the, the, I was a fat kid to the. Fun. I mean, this yeah. was like a real it was okay, personal. Dude, like, it was an you were going to win an Academy Award. I had an speech. epiphany, dude. And then when you got to actually interact with your hero, how it goes, though, man. You said. Hey. hey. Yeah, as if I was some black girl in a salon <laughs> meeting her a, best friend for coffee. Hey. Yeah, it was. Okay. But it, it was quick, and I, I go, man, should I have introduced myself? Should I have? He was on, he was on the move. I didn't want to stop what he was doing. I, but he stopped. He, he looked. He, no, he didn't stop, but he, yeah, but he. He, he interacted with you. Yeah, that yeah. second, that half a second of communication with he you opened was the directed door for to it. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe he recognized you. Let's be real. You want to talk about when I get starstruck? I'm going to be very honest. I've never been starstruck in person. Okay? Really? Uh, the person who influenced me most uh, comically would be Dave Chappelle. That's mm-hmm. one of... You saw I him saw, in D.C. when you were growing up? When I saw him in D.C., I, I actually attended his taping of Killing Me Softly. Oh, And it was just off the page. And That's a great special. You guys have no idea the feeling or the charge in the atmosphere in when that you room. were leaving. 
I mean, we saw what we knew was something so special. People were had tears. In That's the special where he talks about the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, drug dealing baby, right? Yes, exactly. dude. Oh my Sesame god, Sesame Street. That's oh. special. And remember, I yeah. put that special up there with Bring the Pain and with Delirious. It's, I yeah. mean, it was a game changer for him. It was a game changer for comedy. It was. It's the white voice every black comic and every subsequent comic, regardless of race, race does yeah. now is the hey, hey. Yeah. We're on Third Street, yeah, and yeah. we all know that voice, you know, dude. Mm-hmm. Live, what the fuck? How did you even get tickets to that? Okay, so I mean, I was at the time I was still a promoter. I was very young, but I was still promoting. Like it was my beginning stages of like basically being a flyer boy. So I had the hookup because we were passing out flyers. Awesome. For that. And we didn't even know. We knew who Dave Chappelle was just by he used to actually stand outside, and we had seen him uh, growing up. He used to stand and just do comedy on the street. What? Yeah. Like that's real in D- in DC, NDC, like in DC. Jeez, that's how that's so street and performer. I mean, to a whole other like level. just being outside, just doing comedy. We used to go by, like, take the metro somewhere, and then come out, and Dave Chappelle would be there, not knowing who he was. Yeah. Then we see the, and he's doing the special, and he still wasn't Dave Chappelle yet. He was still this come up comedian. Right. It's like we saw him in uh, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Exactly. Like, that's like that's what we knew knew him as. And then after you watched that, you walked out, and it. It changed, like when I say it really changed people's lives, I mean, that night DC was in a fervor. It was just crazy. It was pandemonium. No one had seen or heard something like that since maybe a Richard Pryor. And so that was the. And people knew that. There was like an anonymous feeling of just like, oh, we all were just a part of something historic. Exactly. It was, it was a give, it was, it was just a given. Because he spoke about things like if you ever if you lived in D.C. in the 90s and when he said something like people, the white people were in Virginia, like not yet. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have no idea how true that is when you're in Washington, D.C. Right. The 80s and the 90s were a crazy time in Washington, D.C. And watching someone speak such real, real Truth. Truth. Yes. What was going on in the eighties and nineties? Why was it so crazy? Uh, crack your, epid- epid- yeah, epid- your your mayor was smoking crack, Ex- and, and and then and then was re- mm. then was reelected. Murder capital. Yeah. yeah. Marion Barry, who passed away, yeah. rest in peace, and the whole Barry family, who my my mom is actually really good friends with, mm-hmm. um, is the, was the mayor of DC, regardless yeah. of his title. What? He yeah. They, yeah. DC, he ran DC. And, and Adam, what happened was he got caught on a hidden camera. Yes. Uh, smoking, buying and smoking crack in a hotel room. Yikes. Got caught. With the prostitute. With with, the, uh, yeah, with a hooker, too. Yeah. Throw that on top of it. And then. By the FBI. By the FBI. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then got reelected. And then got reelected <laughs> even after getting. Uh, that is the most likable motherfucker. <laughs> he ran DC. Yeah, DC. Now what? What had he done prior to that that gave him so much they just, credibility? He was the guy who spoke the truth in DC. He was He's the voice of the people. Voice of the people. He was one of the people. That is the epitome of who DC was at that time. You know, mm-hmm. and um, so but it was just what drugs, crack epidemic, and that oh, was, how, was how did that trickle down to like affect you as a, as a kid growing up there? Like I mean, I mean it was very bad. I wasn't allowed to play outside uh, as soon as my father was able to move us out um of dc itself we moved to virginia i would go to dc on the weekends mm-hmm. um my mother is actually a commissioner at hud the housing urban development yeah and um that's awesome i, I mean it's i have a very interesting background when it comes to that like uh I, i'm like even 
religious wise, right? My dad's part Muslim, part Zoroastrian. My mom's Jewish, and her father was Baptist. It's like Jesus. Wow. I, I, I was raised around a lot of different aspects of most, society. You're the most tolerant man on the planet. I <laughs> am not, but so, <laughs> I, I, it yeah. teaches you to hate everyone. Was, oh, okay. Everyone so you're the most intolerant man on the planet. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like everyone so like, only thinks about themselves and don't and the racist things people say. Yeah. So you're like, I'm not a racist. I hate everyone equally. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And so, w- when you were speaking about Jim Carrey, like I understand that feeling because I was there. Like, you watch something and then we're affected. I was there when someone personally, basically affected me. Yeah. But when I met Dave Chappelle. It was chill. Like, I had never been starstruck. Oh, at the factory. That's true. And, and we hung out, and we went out, and he's just a cool guy. We've gone out a couple times. That's cool, man. I I, I would like to think that I... I said more than hey. We actually <laughs> have a conversation. We hung out. He was moving. It, here's the thing, man. If Jim Carrey had walked into the Laugh Factory, and he was at the top, on, the, on that top um, uh, you balcony, know, level. balcony level, yeah. where you know, there's just a lot of uh, hangout seats and whatnot, um, maybe it would have been different, because it's an, an enclosed environment. If he... Walked to the back bar and then went all the way back to the back patio in the comedy store. Then I, I would have followed maybe back and, and engaged out there. But I guess I just I feel very aware and probably overly considerate of like, as soon as he's there, I'm like, oh, he's getting bombarded by everybody. So you don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. And I want to, um, I, you know, and, and there's something to be said. People go, well, don't, don't fan out. Be, look at him as a peer. You're on that level. And in yeah. my head, it's like, but I'm not on that level <laughs> because he's a fucking juggernaut superstar. And, but I get that because it's like maybe True. meet him and, and, you know, audition for a show today. And let's say it goes to the point to where he's in the room where I'm auditioning. Would it have been great if I had introduced myself and we would have had some small talk about the show and whatever? Maybe. Or, um, or maybe it would have hurt me because he's, something would have happened that gave him a preconceived note. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, I get, and I was saying, the times I get starstruck, and it's actually happened, you're a perfect example of this. I appreciate it. After Every I got back time, from filming the heat, yeah, you couldn't believe dude, n- that you were talking to me. <laughs> no, but when I watched the heat yeah. with people, yeah, yeah. and you were there, I'm like, I know that guy. That's Adam Ray. Yeah. Like a little bitch. <laughs> when I watched Spy, I was a little bitch. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? When well, I saw was... Brad on, I think it was a Comedy Central thing, did you do? Uh, on the David Tell show? It was... Uh, uh, or, underground? Yes. Yeah. Underground. David Tell Comedy came on. Yeah. He was like, oh my God, this guy. I was like, I know him. That's Brad Williams. Yeah. That's when yeah. I get stuck. But to yeah. you guys, I'm like, hey, what's up, Brad? Yeah, what's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Adam. So is there anybody that you yeah. would get starstruck? I mean, like, because that's because you, it sounds like you, but I don't know how much Chappelle after you witnessed that one show. Like Jim Carrey was a, I mean, he sustained, he hit me in sixth grade emotionally. Yeah. Uh, I need to finish that sentence. And then, uh, <laughs> and then kept it going all the way through high school, dude. So that's a lot yeah, of that, that. Yeah, that run of so movies was That run impressive. of movies and just, um, you know, and then it was at a point when it was growing as an interest for me. So it was like, it was coming up. And I, so you saw Chappelle then, but then let's, let's be honest, Chappelle got quiet for a while. Because Chappelle sure didn't come out for, I don't know, eight, ten years after. So if he had been maybe just continuing to fucking move you, then maybe when you saw The Laugh Factory, you might have been more... Jay-Z. There it is. Jay-Z would be the person... I had a concert with Jay-Z. It was the first concert I ever threw. Rock the Mic tour. I bought a new suit to pick him up from the airport. Oh, he, shit. The entire time he was there, he maybe said two words to me. Mm-hmm. And what at were the those end two of the words? Way, so, like not he was like, <laughs> yo. <laughs> <Hey>. Thanks. <laughs> not even. No, he never no. Even, no, thanks would be too much. Like, yo. 
That's all I said. He didn't. And then at the end of the night, they took the girls that were with me to their party, and that was it. Yeah. So wow. But Jay Z, Jay Z was. Wait, when when was this? Two thousand three, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then how how are you throwing a Jay Z concert? I how's col- that happen? I collected all the. I collected all the money that I had made from promoting. Yeah. And bought the concert and brought it to Washington, D.C. What? And we did it at Shit, a club fuck. called Nation. Yeah. It was the first major. And I, it was so much hard work, and I maybe profited $800 from it, but I learned so much from it. And then. Do you have a team when you do this stuff, or is it all t- at the, to run? I had a team. No, at the time, yeah. it was like you we have had to. a whole team. That's an insane amount of work. Yeah. Um, okay, so at what point does comedy even enter the realm here? Because yeah, because you're, you're picking up Jay-Z from the airport. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, like, telling jokes on stage, you might be, would be the last thing on your mind. At 18, and that's the thing. So I, I get these artists signed. I get these artists, like, I, I thought I was going to be Diddy. That was my original life plan, right? <laughs> I was going to be Diddy. I, I'm finishing college. I, um, I, got, a fat, I got a fat friend. Uh, <laughs> just like, yo, it's, it's, it's I'm going to be Diddy. I thought, yeah, baby, baby. Yeah. I was there. And then, if you came uh, out with an, uh, an alcohol, by the way, I would buy it. You just call it Tehran? Tehran Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't know what it would be. I, I mean, I wouldn't know either. I don't, yeah, drink. don't drink. I've yeah. never drank, so. Yeah. I've just been That's crazy too, too by the way. You've been around too much. Too much. You I've saw s- too early the, the exactly. destruction All it the can clubs do. and the parties and you saw yeah. Yo, I was lo- at clubs at 14. At oh, 14 shit. years old I was at clubs. Jesus, clubs. humble Four brag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. How did you get into a club in- When I was 14, okay, so once again it's the Persian connection. The Persian connection hooked it up. Persians own Cuz you're so hairy they the thought you were 25? <laughs> no, they already knew. <laughs> oh, okay. But Persians hook up like most of the clubs in LA are also owned by Sam Nazarian, who's also a Persian guy, who's a mm-hmm. good friend of mine. So awesome. that's why everyone always wants to go out. They hit me up to take them out. Does that get old after a while? Uh, it gets redundant. you got to be like, sparing. I'm used to it. Yeah, Be yeah. sparing with your Tehran uh, hookups. Exactly. Right? You get maybe two coupons a month. <laughs> you get, like, yo. <laughs> maybe, maybe every couple months. If you man. hit me up one time, we're going out. But if you're like consistently, you get addicted can't do it and there have been a couple comics that have gotten addicted i've had to cut them i've had to cut them off it's like crack you know who you are by the way you know who you are fahim anwar you know who you are i mean i was gonna say maybe don rickles but sure yeah yeah Yeah, because roseanne yeah because we all know she likes to party all right so 14 how are people looking at you in the club i mean uh, i'm just in the club and then finally i i actually get a job after a couple months of working at the club like working for one of the head promoters which is how i got in the game Doing silly stuff, taking money to the car, passing out flyers. Okay. I mean, I'm a 14 year old kid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm yeah, not. No, I'm I don't a, know anything. Right. And then um, after that, the club thing. I mean, at that time, clubs meant something. Now everyone goes to the club. Back then, clubs were still in its heyday. Like people would get dressed up. People were paying fifty dollars to get in and sure. giving the bouncer at the door blowjobs and jerking off the DJ. You know, crazy and that's fuck. just how Tehran got started. <laughs> that was my start. <laughs> <laughs> All that for one night. <laughs> hey kid, you you want to meet Jay Z? <laughs> wow. Exactly. All right, that's the that's the third act of Stutter Funny. <laughs> After you quit the aquarium and twi- and, twi- and twi- to be a DJ. Uh, Did you hear that fucking oh, stuff up? Oh, See, man. You got everyone stuttering. Perfect. Yeah, man. <laughs> it works out. Just being around the lead, the lead of Stutter Funny gives you a speech impediment. It's contagious. Um, so, uh, yeah. So you saw so much booze and craziness. Everything. Drugs, like. Hand jobs at the DJ booth, which, by the way, is a fucking. That's, that's the worst drink to order at a bar. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll take the hand job in the in the in the DJ booth. What's that? What's, what's that made with? Just sweat and tears. <laughs> Fermented and crystal clear Pepsi. Yeah, crystal clear Pepsi. And it's yeah. I mean, it happens. What Let's was, be real. It happened. Was there one single event that you saw that was so uh, heavily? Encouraged by alcohol that you were like, Jesus, 100%. Man. Oh, I'm okay. So I can't wait for this. Okay. Yeah. So a group of guys goes out, goes out with their buddies, I'm assuming, group mm-hmm. of friends, one of their birthday parties. And they're making, they're, they're the loud, douchey guys that are, sure. it's my birthday. Oh, uh, yeah. His friends watch drunk him make out with, I, I don't know the proper term now. Is transsexual? Yes. I, okay. Is that the right term? Okay. Now? Uh, uh, a woman that used to be a man, or is it's a man during the day? Not and a woman even at night? a cleverly disguised. Oh, man! Like okay. still maybe on pieces of stubble, Yikes. like a little bigger. He's so drunk, just like, just he's like making a out, just going at, on. At, at, at that point, they start, and and here you are, and you see the shadow of uh, the transsexual g- gentleman, mm-hmm. female, mm-hmm. going down on. Frat boy. Oh, God. And then you see him stand back up. Frat boy reach down to, to I would say, finger. Yep. And then feel penis. And, and, and his friends, remember, what? like, just literally watching this, pointing, taking. And th- th- we didn't even have cell phone pictures back then. These are, right. like, like, literally cameras. Kodak like, disposable those, cameras. Exactly. Kodak yeah, yeah, disposable. yeah. Hurry up and flash. Hurry up and flash. Yeah, Yo. charge. <laughs> Feeling and then freaking out. And then transsexual. Yeah, he's looking around for a hole, and he's just finding two big sweaty nuts. <laughs> and, the, and the guy pulls down his pants, and the frat boy come. He wants to about. He wants to punch this guy, and transsexual beats him the fuck up. Wow! And we watched the whole thing unfold, like we saw. And then, of course, when the transsexual was beating. Up. That's when the bouncer stepped in and stopped everything. By the but way, that's how the commercial ends, and it just goes Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> that was absolutely crazy. Oh my oh god! And that's dude. a true story. That's yeah. a true story. Um, I, I actually know the person's name, who I won't put out there. Sure, now, oh, sure. Because this person actually now works for Congress. Yeah. What? It's DC, man. It's DC. We all, uh, most of President most of Obama, no. With, what? Most, <laughs> nice. most of the people that I went to school with ended up working for the yeah. government on one way or the other. Some way. It's, you know? Wow. You must know some shit about some shady politic behavior, huh? I, it's as crazy as we think and know that it is, huh? I, I was very immersed in DC, you know, at the time where a lot of things were going down. I actually had a I wouldn't call it. I would call it a part-time job, doing things during elections that you guys would probably be like, "Whoa," you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I mean, back to the club story. I yeah. just, I just love the fact that guys will let that happen to their oh, boy. They t- let. They were encouraging. <laughs> they paid they were for like, it. Man. We got you. They were like, "Yo, we're blocking you," and I, I, I'm uh, watching it unfold. You know what I'm saying? And I, so that makes you so. So young Tehran sees that and goes, "I'm an accessory." And man, I was like, "I'm never." Drinking. They ain't sober. Yeah, I'm never drinking. I'm never wow. drinking alcoholic. And, and you've I never, never even had any sort of a never. Um, not even a, not even like an eggnog at Christmas. No, though, not I don't even. Think you, do you no. celebrate Christmas? You know what? That's really interesting to say. No, that's just Christmas did too. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, okay. It's more, cool. More just because we're American more than gotcha. it was a religious thing. All right. Cool. But no, even inkling. No, no, no. Um, small. No. Uh, like oh, man, I would I, maybe maybe on my birthday when I'm fifty, I'll have uh, a Nothing. cocktail. Apple yeah. cider it up. 
Apple cider it up. I've just never tried anything. I, I've never smelled. No and pot, no cigarettes. Never. And that's the Good thing. for you, man. He, must feel, he sticks to black tar heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is your vice? Everyone's got a vice. Everyone, every comedian is a woman. You know, I would have to say if I had a real vice and this isn't even, this is the answer you kind of give at interviews at work. Yeah. But success is my vice. Like, I care too much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I work too. No, I really. Hey, I'll say what by it is. Any means Maybe it's basketball. I do love basketball. People don't know yeah. this about T. Holy shit, man. Can you ball? I'm, oh. I'm okay. No, Wait, I'm, yo, me Adam, okay. okay. Adam, can you oh, ball? Dude, okay <laughs> is what John Paxton said about his skills. <laughs> no, not and even. You, and you go, yeah, but you believed him. No. No. no he's there, he's, uh, your new nickname is the Iranian John Paxton. No, we're going to stop that right now. Tease the show. <laughs> yeah, I can see everyone being like, hey, aren't you the Iranian John Paxton? Yeah. No, Please uh, go, go find him on Twitter. I am Tehran. <laughs> hashtag the, the Iranian John Paxton. See? John, John Persian Paxton. John per- <laughs> Adam Ray and I had the chance to be on a team yeah. at the comedy league and uh you know adam handles himself very adam how tall are you six foot six, six one, one? Yeah. plays like he's six eight i'm and i'm quick I'm, fat can ball i'm dead serious about that he was inside i was dishing him the ball like it was on the the immediate chemistry that was uh, formed on the court was kind of was kind of crazy just because like we both have strong basketball iqs yeah and uh and i have no problem saying that because we do and hey man he does he does he's been playing and our it really whole lives. Mm-hmm. and it's like the you know, when moving without the ball is big, you know, we both did that a lot. And it was 100%. like, but being, and like just the, the inside out game and then like where he was and knowing where he was on the court and being like, and also when, if I'm down low in the post and I draw some defenders and then kick it out to T for a three or he's cutting down the lane. It's like, as soon as that happens once, you're like, oh, you get it. And oh, here's the is. thing with that. We did a play. We did one play where I went up for this reverse and ditched it to him and he made it like. And to the point that the girls that were with the other team were yeah. like, oh, like, <laughs> and that was the highlight. Yeah. That, that is that was the, the best. If you could ever get a guy's girl to it, clown girls him. And, the girl, and, oh, and they were so he because they were a pretty good team. They, yeah, were, yeah. they were one of the better teams in the league. And, you know, we had a very, we had a good team. We too. had a great team. Did Jeff you, Keith. Yeah. Dude, a lot of comedy yeah. ballers. Did you ever have aspirations of being uh, uh, in the NBA? No, I knew. I knew. Really? Earlier. Because I, I grew up, I, I played AAU. Kevin Durant was in eighth grade, maybe. What? Mm-hmm. Y- you knew he was going to the league. I was. Wow. I lost him. Like these guys were in the AAU league, and we were watching them. He's eighth grade at six six, maybe. Uh, no, I don't no, think he's six six, but I think crazy. he's <laughs> yeah. he's eighth grade. He's definitely hitting a six foot if he's not, you know. Right. And he's balling. And you're and, and you're how old? Eleventh grade, maybe. Okay. And he's killing us. Wow. Like an eighth grader. And I wouldn't say killing, but you knew he was going to be something. Yeah. Wow. And so when you watch, when you play, okay, when you play college ball, right, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of significantly better than high school ballers. High school baller is significantly better than the average street baller. Yeah. The NBA player is that, even the 16th guy on a team yeah. is that much better than everyone I else love, that you've ever played. I love the video, I think it was like maybe six years ago. Of six or seven years ago, of Lamar Odom going to Rucker Park, oh exactly in New York, yes. and just fucking and just owning everyone, everyone. yeah. Awesome. And then uh, I think that, uh, Brian Scalabrini did the same thing. And Brian Scalabrini <laughs> is, is a baller, is the sixteenth guy on the team who they loved who, him in who, Boston. Who, yeah, who's just the token white dude, uh, red hair, and he got called out on like by some street ballers, and he just owned them. So like the level of skill from 
the difference between college and pro is no just one understands insane. that because people watch it on TV and they're like, you kind of feel like, why didn't he just catch that and dunk? Yeah. Trust Isn't me, it crazy. If he could, he would have. These guys really don't miss. If yeah. if they, if they're coming to your regular street court. They're flaming everybody there, no matter how how good a street baller you are. That's right. why they get paid these the, these contracts because at, at some point they show the their their worth. You know, like they um, like Russell Wilson. Why do you think he just got four years, eighty seven million dollars for the CX? Because he went to the Super Bowl his first uh, two out of three years. So it's like, oh wow, that was Durant. I mean, or Harden getting this big Adidas it, contract. He's it's like killing. Oh, because it. Yeah. he just was the MVP in his what fifth season, and yeah. he's like. Clearly, the consistency is huge. That's a big and, thing. Uh, I mean, is it still like a ridiculous amount of money? For sure. But are they bringing in a shit ton of money? 100%. And Brad, I got to tell you, if Adam, yeah. like legitimately, if the footwork and the play, if Adam Ray was six foot eight, size-wise, physically, sure. he could have contended in the NBA the way wow. I saw him play. I can't, I just I'm got, being dead serious. I mean, you're going to make me cry because that might be the, the best compliment I've ever gotten. I'm being dead serious. I think the same fucking thing, man. You know, I'm being, Brad, I'm being dead serious. I was, because I, I knew Adam Ray from comedy. We, I'm like, we're friends. And, I didn't know. And, and right now. You know, the, you know what right the guy now. in the puffy vest that sweet Hakeem the Dream Yo. fucking Right pivots. now, Adam Ray and I are having the same thought. If only I was a foot taller. <laughs> My life would be so much I different. I love you. I love it you. Wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be a, yo. I wouldn't. Kill, you're killing it. Fuck right. that. Listen, no, I like the it. models I've seen you walk in with and just, <laughs> you own, and you tell them like, yo, you've, you've never, oh, you've never had someone this size? <laughs> Right. And they go for it. Uh, that's what I love. It's about. a problem. Well, you know what? Too, you because- turn down girls. I have watched Brad Williams <laughs> turn down a girl and say something like, "No, not tonight. I'm too tired. I, <laughs> I just did. got back from <laughs> tour or whatever." You said something upstairs. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. Like, did Brad just turn down a ten? <laughs> well, yeah. uh, what's great about it is that he's got he's a charming dude and he's not a creepy piece of shit. So when he says like, d- uh, you know, like a hey, bucket list to these girls. It's a joke, but he's also making conversation. He's no, also, if you write but, down what he's saying, it's creepy piece of shit stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're just you're taking right. it right. like try, with a grain of salt. Say, all right, I was no, trying to make you I've look heard good. it. Like, no, listen, no, trust me, I'm aware. He's I'm totally aware. Creepy piece of shit yes, stuff. Yes, I am. To every girl, but I'm he's getting fucking adorable. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah. When you're adorable, see, it's like if Jeff Dunham Dunham did it with a puppet, he'd get away with it. Yes, I'm. I'm the equivalent of Jeff Dunham's puppet. <laughs> Jeff Dunham should carve me. Wait, that's not a weird. Uh, Jeff Dunham should make a puppet based on me. Have you ever said something, Brad, where you've been like, okay, that was even too far for me? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. And, and yeah, I, and then I'll apologize. Be like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was fucked oh, up. But ha- did you need to apologize or could you have gotten away with it? But you're conscious maybe he's got a good I conscience no I, I i don't know maybe I've seen brad has a jiminy some, cricket yeah. i've seen you say some stuff and i'm like did you just say that like like that's not that's it's not, not okay. okay yeah you know what I'm saying? can't say that here man you can't oh it, 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 th- thank god thank god i'm cute yeah <laughs> thank no, god i'm cute it's and i would and if the girls were smacking you yeah. i'd be like hey brad stop yeah. 
but yeah. I've seen their response and they're loving it. I'm like, I need to learn. Well, because you have, well, because well, you have to, you certainly have to, have to test the waters, and you have to know, like, okay, like, because some girls, you absolutely under no circumstance, I don't care how fucking cute you are, I could be, I could be a dwarf wrapped wrapped in a build a bear costume, and it, I still wouldn't be able to get away with it because okay. because that because that, that's just the way they are. Uh, so you kind of have to test the waters. You're like, okay, this all right, this girl, I can kind of push it a little further with, and uh, things like that. But and and then. Also, the key is that if they ever do show that they are uncomfortable, that you then stop. That you then. Yeah, I've never seen a girl be uncomfortable with you, though. That's the problem. Like no, I've told people, all the time. don't leave yeah. your girlfriend around Brad Williams. <laughs> yeah, because like, he's like, because he will call her an Uber and get her home safely. He's, that, that's he's human. He's say. human McDonald's. They're like, ba da ba ba, Brad. I'm loving it. Like it's. And all... I don't want to make it sound like you're going home with every girl. I'm just saying you have the ability to yeah, do so and choose not to, yeah. which is. The big key is like yeah. it's your choice. Well, I've seen most comedians they beg, beg. Yeah. Oh, well, that's like only thing that, they man. do. That's, yeah. I mean, like you, they need like please. I mean, I feel like uh, did did you have somebody that was a, maybe a mentor for you in the school of uh, how to talk to women, or did you just kind of naturally figure it out from your trial from your, and error? Well, seeing in the club, you must thought, all right, cool. Oh, don't talk to a girl like that. Don't yeah. get a blowjob from a tranny like that. <laughs> like, there must have been a checklist. Of, of observing in the nightlife scene. Check for an Adam's apple. Good. And, and okay. So, and, but you know what I'm saying? At such an early age, you... I grew up with this group of... Okay, so... Brothers you know, and sisters? And I'm the oldest, but I had a group of girls who are very attractive girls who are all actually in the industry, uh, entertainment or fashion in one way or another, and they're very successful. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. Executives at Giorgio Armani, uh, models. Jesus. They grew up as my friends, and they were a little older, so I think of them as sisters. I don't even think of them... In that way, it's when I say it's their friends, I mean they're like my sisters. Yeah, that's what's great about you. They too. taught me. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They taught me. Hey. They they were like no, yes, no, and I just watching them. And then, the ones okay, so wait, so like trial and error, you would figure out it by interacting with them, or they would no, say, they would tell yeah, me, they, they, yeah, they what would they, they mentored me. They well, they gave me real advice on girls. Like we go to school, and they like I, they didn't all go to school with me, right? So one day, all of them came to one of my basketball games and they would hold like Teron signs and just make me look so cool in front of everyone and be cute and then just like extra and then be like yeah that girl whore (laughs) they would just be like yeah you see her she has a cracked screen on her phone you know what that means she doesn't use protection when she has sex she's a whore (laughs) like they were like schooling me on some real girl oh she puts her (laughs) cell phone in her back pocket anal she does anal (laughs) she's a whore like they were just schooling me on this girl stuff, like the secret code, and telling me how to really deal with girls until the point where it's it's it just sinked in, and, and now and what and they were so I mean like they would come to the games and make you look good and do the signs because what you weren't trying to fuck them you were just being I, like, they were like my sisters so yeah, they were yeah. supportive and they were doing it on purpose to make sure that I was cool at school yeah. since seventh grade. And because of that, they always have my back. They always had my back. And um, awesome. and then obviously having a good mom, she probably would just... My I mean, mom's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're like, I'm treating women right based on the fact that my mom is a stellar human. My mom is a very... My, I have very good parents, knock on wood. Support. They actually almost love me too much, which For is sure. annoying. Yeah. And, and how do they react when uh, not only doing comedy, but with, like when you're doing the club promotion stuff? Are they supporting you? Yeah, you don't come home and tell your folks like this guy put his finger down. He was looking for a dick. He found a clip. <laughs> like it was like. Uh, it also ha- oh, Okay, so it also helps that I graduated with a double undergrad degree in government politics and communications, a master's mm-hmm. in economics Holy and a shit. law degree. So uh, that okay. helps that makes sense. on one side. Sure. And on the other side, 
uh, when it comes to Persian parents, mm-hmm. when they see money, they're okay. Like yeah, Persian, Persian values are are a lot different than the standard American value when it comes to things. Mm-hmm. Like the ethics are a little different. The hookup, like for example, if you got caught cheating on a test or yeah. something by an American mom, yep. they'd be very upset with you. Yeah, yeah. I stole uh, I stole bread when I was stoned from the grocery store my freshman year of college, and a letter was sent home telling my mom I was oh, banned man. from that grocery store for a year. And she didn't know I smoked pot. She's like, "Why are you stealing bread? Why are you stealing bread? I worked three jobs so that I can afford bread." Wow. I was like, "I was fucking high, mom." She's like, "What?" Because I had to tell her. I learned I was, it by watching you. She thought I was, a, she thought I was a fucking. I was trying to be Aladdin. Yeah. So she's uh, okay. So you 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 they just sort of like, all right, cool. If you no cheated. no no, they wouldn't be cool. They'd be upset that you got caught. See, there's a oh, different. Man. Dynamic, oh, wow. like they'd be like, "Why did you get caught?" Not that yeah. cheating's okay, but right. what is even worse is you getting caught. Like, gotcha. here you so, did this, yeah, 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 and now you did this. What were you thinking? Right. Wow. Right. And it's it's real. It's like, and I'm not saying all Persian parents and like blah. Sure. They always they have like very good hearts, but they definitely want you to be successful. So something like there's a Persian saying that basically says, if you're gonna be a bank robber. Don't if you're gonna be a thief, don't steal a dollar. Steal a hundred million. Don't be like Yeah. You have so to your be parents would have told me, why'd you just steal a loaf of bread when you were high? Why didn't yeah. you go on the cookie the aisle truck, and take one bag of the each? The truck, bro. Yeah. The one bag of each no, the truck. <laughs> you should have hijacked the truck. If you're gonna the, do it, the host you're bringing truck. shame yeah, exactly. to the house, you might as well do it for a reason. Wow. So it's like I those are dig ethics. That. Yeah. I That's mean it's almost like that it, that that passively and subconsciously integrates like a, a work harder mentality. It does. Yeah. And that's why you see a lot of affluent Persian people, uh, you know, in the United States, Persians are known for being super rich. It's not like this is money that they brought from home. The revolution happens. They all pretty much leave with nothing. The fact that they got here, uh, uh, they had to start from nothing with the language that they don't even speak. And yet we're able to own all those gas stations. We make fun of them. Those make a lot of money. For sure. All those Persian rug stores that Everybody are going out of gas. business 27 oh. years yeah. make a lot of money. My uh, two of my best buds from, uh, from USC, uh, Steve Brukim and uh, Bobby uh, Gia Vahari, uh, two of the hardest working dudes I know. Did they come from cash? You fucking bet your ass yeah. they do. And they still but work hard. Work mm-hmm. super hard. It didn't dude. matter because they had to be the best. They had. They were like, yo, we have to get great grades. It can't be just mediocre. Even though they could sit back and do nothing. It's, it's a work ethic that's instilled. And yeah. I see it with the clash of like being half Persian, half American. I see the difference. And your mom. Life. So, I mean, the, the comedy. I mean, so when you're hosting these parties, they were just like, cool, man. You're like the as long as blind you're the support. Best. As long wow. as, long as you're not blind. I mean, it's not blind support. They see results and then they go, hey, you got to be the best. So that's a consistent thing with uh, Persian values as long as you're the best. As long as you're the best. It's, wow, and, and I like that's that. So Michael Jordan's parents were Persian. <laughs> they must have been. <laughs> yeah. um, and then when does comedy come into play? We started to get into it. Law yeah. school. Okay, so after I, the artist thing failed and I couldn't be Diddy anymore, <laughs> I, I needed to be my own product. And I was like always fun and funny and loved interacting with people. And when I was going through the list, there's no royalty in America, right? Mm-hmm. Can't be king. The closest is you can be... Celebrity, right? You know? Brad Pitt, George Clooney, these are the kings that we. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio is a king. Yeah, you know he Come is on. a king. We've seen, we've seen the pictures. Oh yeah. my God, he's Close a king. thing we have to it. Yeah. So I was like, I want to get into entertainment. My, I'll be my own product. I can't rap. I can't sing. But can I tell jokes that are effective? And no, the answer was no. Until <laughs> you practice, no one realizes how much work goes into comedy. Oh, yeah. Until you do comedy, all these people. It actually offends me when people are like oh i'm a comedian 
And Offend when are you getting you. up? And they're Dude, like, get on the fucking bandwagon. I I get so oh, it drives me nuts. Exactly. When, right. when I and I know and I have friends who are young comics who do it once every six months. Exactly. And they post shows like as if they're doing it, and they they talk to me as if we're on the same level about shows. And I go, yeah. Dude, if you were hustling, I would talk to you about this. But yeah. you you're not. You one, can't do it once every five months. An open mic, and and you know why I get so uh, uh, fired up about it is because I did that for the first couple of years of my eight years of doing this, where I did it once every three four months, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm a comic, I'm so and good, I, I'm yeah. great. And uh, and then when I finally figured out, like, oh no, there's a lot more work that you got to do this every here. night. As soon as I saying. jumped yeah. in fully, because I had one foot in, one foot out, because I was afraid of what was required, because I knew what was required. I was like, you got to be out every night. You got to be like, I, I got to start sacrificing all these social uh, activities that I want to be uh, a part of. And so once I did that, it was like, oh, dude, now I know what the work is. And I've seen mm-hmm. you guys. I've seen Brad. Listen, one of the hardest nights that I had we had a crowd of people I don't know if you remember this they weren't they didn't crack a smile they didn't give they mm-hmm. they didn't care mm-hmm. Brad Williams goes up and murders and I'm looking at him I'm upstairs I'm talking to Whitney Cummings oh, yeah. and I say that's a guy that put in 10,000 hours yeah you watched it Whitney yeah. and I were, and then you go up and look, girls are automatically thrown off because you're good looking, right? You're going up there. You're on this good looking thing because Adam Ray does the good looking thing. He does. He does. He does his hair. <laughs> he's got like a. He's got the outlet. But hey, the, not not blaming you. Yeah, I would, I totally, mean, yo, I would totally do it too. But then he and then he, listen with his chill. It's not hype. I'm very energetic, right? Mm-hmm. He's so chill, laid back flavor, murders. Mm-hmm. Right, laid back flavor, <laughs> and, and I watch people, and I come this I, summer from Lay's potato chips. You guys are stars, man. You got, and this isn't just because I'm on your show. I've said this to you guys to your face. Yeah, I've said this about you behind your backs. You Thank guys you. are true stars, and I don't believe that of everyone that gets on the stage. I actually don't believe it of. I would say 80 to 90% of the people that I see. But there, there's a quality that I've seen in every single star. It's a certain, let's call it the genetic quality, the something. Yeah. You guys have it. Um, ah, there's thanks, buddy. A- Andrew thanks, Santino man. has it. Yeah, well, yeah right? he does. Gerard Carmichael has it. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm watching yeah. these guys like, yo, these are going to be the star. You guys are going to be the stars of the future. Then there are people that don't have it. You know, and they're great guys. They're great girls. Mm-hmm. They're great people. You know, but they're just now. They why don't do you think now, now? Coming from a guy who has been trying to be the best his whole life, who breeds a successful um, work ethic, uh, what do you when you see these uh, the differences in the people? Because you're seeing being at the factory seven nights a week and just being around comedy as much as you are, you do get exposed to so much, and um, you and you get to know people uh, deeper than than what they are on stage. Yeah, so, what do you think it is in some of these people that you're talking about that you, that, that is lacking? That maybe is it just straight up the ten thousand hours? It's not just the 10,000 hours. In fact, they are getting by because they put in their 10,000 hours. And so because of that, the audience doesn't notice the difference between uh, a high B or a B plus and an A. They're not noticing that difference. They're getting laughs. Mm-hmm. But it's something special. It's something different when you watch Brad go up or you go up or Andrew or Gerard and you still see, even though you guys are killing it, you're still growing each time you get up. And more importantly than that, people are just automatically drawn to you. These other comedians are faking charisma. They don't have it. They don't have the natural charm. They don't have that command of the audience that you guys do. Hmm. You know, your, your humor isn't for everyone. It mm-hmm. isn't. If I, if I wrote 
Brad Williams's set down on a piece of paper. Oh God, and, it would not and, be funny. And handed it to someone else. <laughs> oh God. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm diddling the girl like a, a game." Yo, it's wow. not good, funny. Good to what? hear. Good to hear. Years of crap. Yeah, just, just uh, the diddling the girl like a game. Yo, because I mean, no, I didn't want to give it away. But then I, when you say I it, completely and, understand. Yeah. And when you say it, and there are like, and look, in my crowds, especially Monday night, Thursday night's more young, but yeah. on Monday night we have some parents in the crowd. Yeah. When you have grandmas laughing at that <laughs> dude you're a freaking master Thanks, there's buddy. no way if I, I you would get stoned in some of the countries that these people are from <laughs> that are in my audience and you are laughing they are laughing yeah. the prince of saudi arabia thought you were hilarious one night wait what yes the prince of saudi there was arabia. a prince of saudi arabia 100 yeah, percent. he could have well why didn't he say uh hey brad i was that that was hilarious here's a bentley yeah well actually, he could afford it <laughs> he did it but what he would do was he uh he was staying at the beverly hotel yeah and every wednesday night he would bring a bu- me to mm-hmm. get a bunch of comedians like mm-hmm. and for he would rent the entire ballroom at two in the morning they had a casino they yeah. had dancers they had like mini what fireworks that went on the ball and it was for six people brad six people what and he would fuck? bring and i would just host it and bring a comedian up and stuff holy and he would do that. shit yeah. That is nuts. Well, when he comes back, I will entertain the fuck out of those six people. You know what? <laughs> one one comedian ruined it for me. Oh, one comedian. Don't don't, don't say who. But I'm not going to say can who. You, can you say what happened? I will. Okay, so I brought a comedian, mm-hmm. and the let's comedian, just call her Rita Rudner. Okay, it's a guy. <laughs> it's a guy. Let's just call him Rita Rudner. Okay, so <laughs> comedian Rita Rudner. <laughs> We're always got the amount of pounding Rudner has taken on this podcast, which is a great sentence verbally. That's hilarious. All right, so we 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 uh, he he came. They asked for an Arabic comedian, okay, Mm -hmm. and not Ahmed Ahmed. He wanted Ahmed Ahmed. Ahmed Ahmed was unavailable. He wanted an Arab comedian because he had like another prince and another diplomat. Gotcha. In that night, gotcha. so they wanted an older Arab comedian. I had one in mind. So when Mm -hmm. I had done shows with before a couple. I brought him to the show first and he and we were instructed hey don't talk too much about sex because mm-hmm. it's you know it's disrespectful to sure. them and don't talk Wait. about okay is that a real that's a real concern yeah yeah, yeah of course i mean th- these are religious men they're diplomats okay saudi arabia but they probably have sex I'm sure they do. Hoping, but it's just not. Discussed I mean, it's not discussed. In and, okay. and, it, and it's a matter of respect. Sometimes yep. we've respected audiences. For sure. Yeah. You sure. see audiences, you might want to curse, but you don't yeah. because you, you see adjust. It. You adjust, yeah. and it's not censorship. It's just you know preference. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They didn't have to come through. Yeah. It's not mandatory. So they come. They're like, don't talk about sex. Don't talk about religion. Okay. Like putting it down in, mm-hmm. in any religion. Don't talk about the Jewish faith, don't talk about the Christian faith or the Muslim faith. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And don't talk about, um, don't make fun of Arabs. Gotcha. Because the, once again, it's a diplomat that's there. Right. Okay. First joke out, he talks about his balls touching the toilet and then him, uh, <laughs> how do I say this? Coming on uh, an a, Arabic an man's Arabic, face. Oh. No, an Arabic woman with a burqa's face. Oh my God. First, oh, like man. two minutes in. So they get upset, and then instead of being like putting the mic down, he starts cursing them out and throws the mic, and then curses them out in Arabic as he leaves. Oh the my hall. Holy and shit! Listen, I was making. I w- you can ask. You can ask a lot of the comedians that are at the comedy store that I, uh, the guys that they had brought through. I was making people's rent. I was helping pay, people pay rent. Uh, yeah, you can ask Paul 
Aliyah, who I know your friend. Yeah. I, I was helping people pay rent with this gig. People were getting paid like a fistful of money. Yeah. Like about a thousand dollars. And this is where at again? At the Beverly Hotel, like right, Holy right there shit, on Wilshire dude. and yeah. Santa Monica, yeah, that yeah, corner. Yeah. And he was renting out the entire ballroom at for Wednesday at like people. one for and literally six. The most that I'd ever seen was maybe ten people. <laughs> and he had like drummers. He had an entire casino where That's listen insane. the casino thing. They were playing roulette, and he would put money on a number, and then one of the guards would like be like. Abdul, like over here. I'm not going to say his name. Abdul, yeah. look. And then he would look, and then they would switch the ball so it looked like it landed on his number. <laughs> because he was losing, and yeah. so he was getting upset. So they did that a couple times. So hey, yeah, hey, man. Crazy, dude. Whatever. Uh, that was crazy. Get, as long as he stays happy yeah. and, he, and he keeps the money flowing. And that, it taught me, incredible. you know, you got to be careful who you work with, who you attach your brand with. Yeah. You know? Because this guy re- potentially ruined something that I was I was getting paid very well. I'm not going to say that, you know, sure. I wasn't. Well, but sure, I was also hooking comedians. Like, yeah. comedians would come to me and be like, dude, can I get this this week or... Yo, I need it. I'm short on this or yeah. whatever. And mm-hmm. I was getting people paid. And unfortunately, that happened. And that was the end of it. And wow. he did actually want you to come to one of the shows. But oh, really? Was, was, that, was that a town or something? It was, I had asked you if you were free and you were going on the road. Yeah. And then, when you, then that happened like a week or two weeks after. Oh, man. Yeah. Just say Saudi Prince and, and I'll it, cancel and everything. I'm saying this. People were going up. And when I'm saying, yo, it's not like you were performing for 30, 40, an hour doing two. No. Yeah. You were literally doing three minutes, four minutes. So in three minutes, he, this guy blew this Dude, entire game? You were lit- he, one minute. It was the first minute. Wow. Out. Three minutes. You were doing three minutes, and he was laughing. And you would basically tell one or two jokes, and he'd be like, oh, you're so funny. Thank you. And you would just leave. And just leave and with money. Paid. Yeah. Oh, God. Wasn't there a, a per, a, not another Persian prince, but a, a, an Iranian pop star that uh, came to the factory one night? I remember Shams telling me. Yeah, yeah. I, I've was... had a lot of Persian pop stars come yeah. through. Yeah. There was uh, Kamyar came one night when you were performing. Yeah. And he's a pretty big. Yeah. He's... And him and Sammy Beggy. Sammy Beggy. That's what I remember. Yeah. They're, they're like the. The, the good looking. Yeah, yeah. They were like. They're like the beavers of. Uh, exactly. Persian Bieber. Yeah. Sounds, uh, sounds like a really good sex maneuver. Bieber. I'm uh, Persian famous, guys. You guys might not know this, but I'm actually no, very yeah, Persian I'm, famous. I'm, I'm getting the Persian connection right yeah, now. I'm very Persian it's famous. It's insane. I'm gonna, yeah. Uh, and then Drake's dad was there one night. That Drake's was, dad, yeah. Drake's dad, always he comes a lot. Remember that night and I uh, ranked on him hard because he was being loud and obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went up there towards the end and there was uh, maybe 50, 60 people in the crowd. And he, him and his buddies were just drunk and they were... Being a little disruptive, sure. and then I got up there and was like, "Well, I just—it's the room had gotten. I think it might have been like a midnight. It might have been a ten o'clock show, and it was now midnight. And I yeah, was you like, were going. I was middle of the the uh, the ten o'clock show carries over to the midnight show, and so then there's a host to buffer out the end of the ten to the beginning of the midnight, and then somebody goes on first, and that usually can be great because a lot of people will stay. Sometimes everyone gets up and leaves, and it's the toughest spot. Yeah. So I had the middle spot, which was. Half the people just left, and now, and it's late, and people were drunk, and Drake's dad is just fucking. And I was like calling him like the fucking Persian Super Mario and making fun of his chains. <laughs> and uh, he's got this big mustache, giant yeah, mustache, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was loving it. And at the end of it, uh, he comes up to me and just hammered, and it was like, man, you fucking, you super fucking. He told funny. Drake, Drake was supposed to come that night. Yeah, and then, oh yeah, Drake go, had hit me up. I go, he where's your studio? son? Yeah, and yeah. he goes, he said, he said out loud. You remember this? He goes, it was my son's. He goes, I go. 
I made up like a, a crazy rapper scenario. It was like, where's your son just like face deep in some just amazing butt cheeks and throwing money all over the place and <laughs> going down a slip inside? He's like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I, I was like, does he mind that you're saying that that's what he's up to? He's like, no, he's, he's chilling. He he's, he's like, he's living a life, man. That's why I'm living a life, man. <laughs> Calabasas, yeah. Oh, Calabasas house at Drake's house. We get it into Drake's house. Drake what? is what? A, you been? Yeah, of course. Jake Drake is a creative genius, by the way. I don't know this whole thing with Meek Mill and Drake and, and Ghost Rider, but I have seen Drake where Drake, engaging. Drake won. Just so Drake you know. 100% yeah, won. He won. Listen, hands down, like people have been booing Meek Mill at yeah. the club when they're playing him. It's right. pretty. And I mean, Meek Mill, I don't know him. He seems like a great guy. I, I enjoy he his just, music. He just got in way over it his head. It was the wrong, yeah. yeah. I don't know what he thought was going to happen. Like, all the rappers would just start slow clapping when he tweeted that. <laughs> and then they would just, like, get rid of Drake. Excuse me, but who is Meek Mill? And who, what is the confrontation they've been involved in? And I'm saying it in that voice so that you don't look at me as a 33-year-old man uh, right, and say, so, hey, Adam, why doesn't Adam know? Guess what? I'm not so out of the loop that I don't know who Meek Mill is. Okay. okay? That's a good start. Yeah, That's okay. a good start. For Sure, but I when I see certain things posted like Meek Mill and Drake beefing it up, I don't immediately go what and click <laughs> on it. Okay, I don't double click on that. Sure. However, with okay. that being said, sometimes if I see Brad, Taylor Swift and Katy this? Perry beefing it up, I'm like, right. oh, this this can't be true. So then you click on Katy Perry, that's Taylor the one Swift. You click. Well, okay, man, because I I want to marry Katy Perry. Katy okay. Perry's breasts are phenomenal. So well, everything's phenomenal. Hey, she's man. also very talented, but let's not forget. No, that. she's she also seems fun and funny and and yeah are, are her boobs do they look like just the most fun ever for she, sure well shots fired bitch. adam ray you hear you hear you hear that katie perry yeah. he's making fun of your boobs adam ray hates your boobs katie perry what? You, did you and hear that one just episode katie perry <laughs> Brad, i have never thrown a dwarf out a window yeah. but i will do it tonight and i will you will land in that pool safely so it will be kind of fun but i will throw you nonetheless oh through that window because i really feel you just made it that katie perry listens to the this episode. You're damn right. I, I really feel Or, the, I have or a that a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a Perry <laughs> listens. <laughs> exactly. Coming this fall to CBS, friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a Perry. Sorry, Adam Ray. And a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of Katy Perry. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, hey, man, would I want her to come to the show? A lot of people come to the Laugh Factory, which has been pretty dope. I mean, you've probably met all of them when Bieber's been there. Yeah, Bieber's yeah. come to my show a bunch of times. Miley Cyrus has come to my show a bunch of times. Yeah, it's gotten that popular um, to where people are being like, yo, like they'll hit you up directly yeah. and come through. Uh, Drake, and well, Drake's dad come, Carrie Hilson comes a lot. Okay, so you guys are getting, sorry, I interrupted the Meek Mill Drake oh, discussion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, and, and correct me because it's been a few weeks uh, and I'm not so much up on my Meek Mill. Uh, <laughs> basically, I think Meek was tweeted stuff that Drake doesn't write his own raps. It, uh, for no reason, by the way. Yeah. Drake had just done a song with Meek Mill, which is a popular song called Rico. Meek Mill, out of nowhere, basically, we don't know what happened behind the scenes, but Meek Mill started tweeting a bunch of stuff. And one of the things he did was, you know, put trying to put Drake on blast for not writing his own raps and call, putting you know and dropping a couple songs that seemed to be recorded by another rapper, yeah. Quentin Miller, mm-hmm. and saying that Quentin Miller is on Drake's Right, writing stuff. Right, yeah, writing, and then the responses, uh, the how Drake responded is just uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was you so. Just, you got you gotta go and Google it's like it and, Meek and Mill had it. no plan and started, and yet somehow Drake had the most diabolical plan of how to destroy Meek Mill, as if he had it ready and waiting in right. case this ever happened. Because there's he came out with the song, people waited for Meek Mill to follow up. He didn't. 
Drake came out with the song Charged Up, which was just like a little tease. It was just a little like, oh, you like that? You like that tease? And then followed it right with Back to Back, which is an, a scathing diss. Um, very well done. Has a little bit of Eight Mile Rabbit reminisce where he makes fun of himself. Yeah. From Meek Mill's point of view. I feel like rapper beef is the best beef. And here's why Always. I say that. Um, because it's almost like when you see... <laughs> Shots fired, Arby's. <laughs> Yo. You don't, you, you don't have the best beef. <laughs> rapper beef has the best Arby's beef. actually got in on it by saying stuff like that to no Meek Mill. Shit. Yes, they oh, did. That's right. That that's right. But here's, it's almost the same way that celebrities will... <laughs> You're on point tonight, Brad. <laughs> there's, there's a reason that like Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise will uh, get married for a little bit. And maybe they are in love, but it's everyone knows it's not really sure. real. Uh, or um, <laughs> uh, or uh, I don't know if Tom Cruise knows that, Adam, right? Tom Cruise seemed <laughs> Pretty, I mean, for sure, man. He jumped up and down. Yeah, he got on that couch couch. quick, dude. He got serious air, dude. I don't. I've seen him act. He's even Dominique Wilkins was like, "Damn." Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, So, but I feel like creating like Drake and Meek Mill. Do you think it's real, or do you think they're like, "Yo, man, this is no, great no, PR"? No, no, no. That's it's not good. There's no way Meek Mill signed up for that. No, okay. no way. No. Sometimes I could see that happening being the case, but not in this case. No, because he really just got destroyed. Drake made more money off back to back the scathing disc disc remark to Meek Mill than Meek Mill made entirety of last Boy, year. Boy, say that ten now. times fast, huh? Yeah. yeah. Meek yeah. Mill made. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, Meek Mill made millions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meek Mill made millions modestly. What? Ah, what? All right, that works. Holy shit! You have moxie, son. I do. Moxie, kid. Uh, Yeah. Throw. uh, Okay. So, so uh, Drake's house. What the fuck is that like? Drake's house. I mean, it's a house in Calabasas. Uh, Is it like the house from Blank Check? No, no. It's (laughs) a nice house. It's a good. It's a nice house. But it's also here's the thing. Uh, Once again, going back to the Persian reference, when you go to a bunch of Persian people's houses, every house looks. Nice. Yeah, I mean, Every it's house normal. is the Persian I can, house. Hey, I can second that, dude. Bobby and Steve Bruhim, uh, or Bobby uh, Giavahari and Steve Bruhim. And Dave, a little shout out to Dave Bruhim, too, because I know you listen to the podcast. Um, yeah, just the nicest houses. Nicest house. They have very nice houses, in, in general. Yeah. In general. So it's a, it's, it's a nice house, but it's not more... I mean, he lives next door to... I think he has a Persian neighbor on his left side and down the street are all Persian. He lives in Calabasas. Mm-hmm. So when you go to Calabasas, a lot of Persians. Beverly Hills, a lot of, a lot Persians. of Persians. A lot of yeah. Persians. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, when we recorded a podcast with uh, Doug Allen uh, of Entourage, we did it at this hotel in Beverly Hills. And just everyone. everyone yeah. was, a- a- every- every- so everyone many Persians in Beverly Hills. People yeah. don't realize. Which when- hotel? Which hotel? SLS? No. It was the- uh, owned by Persian. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. People don't realize how many persons are in Beverly Hills because, like, think about it. In, in, in Fresh Prince, when uh, Uncle Phil threw DJ Jazzy Jeff out the fucking door, yeah. when he landed and stood up, <laughs> somebody walked by and was like, Hello, Jeff, DJ Jazzy. <laughs> like, people don't see that part yeah. of the show. But that happened every time he got tossed. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, I, 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 love, I love how much you hustle, dude. I, I absolutely love it. I love the fact that you were hustling in the promotion game. Now you're out here doing comedy, and you're hustling in comedy, and you're getting... You you put on a great show. We're all trying. Yeah, I mean it's like yeah. it's all that's all we can ever do is 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 try, man. And I know that sounds like uh, I'm starting some fucking. Uh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> this isn't my Rudy Cool Running speech, but what I'm trying to say is that like I had this conversation the other day with somebody where we were you know and expressing some frustrations career wise and as you do like here and there. But that's what's important too is to have like people around you that you can do it with, but not 
not let it like take you down to where you just because talking about it is good and like and we all inspire each other whether it's directly or indirectly and um but like you know i mean we had a conversation you know at the factory uh about some shit with you that uh that was you know that i and hearing your frustrations and disappointments but then like for me i you know and trying to spin it for you just being like Dude, the fact that you got to go through that. Yeah, the and winning now, the poo stuff. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Can you even talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I talk about, look, after, with that conversation, Adam Ray, like, was putting it in perspective because I'll watch superstars, people like Dane Cook, right? Mm-hmm. Still express frustration over their career. Yeah. Have Whitney Cummings express frustration over their, and yeah. these are people who are, quote unquote, made it. They've made it miles ahead of yeah. anywhere, yeah. and they're still frustrated, you know? Yeah. And it's great having someone like Kevin Hart express frustration with his career. Right, he he he's made fifty million dollars on the last damn comedy tour he was on. But he's dude, still like, we're never yeah. truly happy. That's why you got to find like uh, or or satisfied. Uh, and so it's like what's happy is is getting to to keep trying to uh, be a part of the journey, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. to keep like trying to work. That's what's fucking like awesome. But you um, got this dope voiceover gig that we got to get into before we wrap this up, right? You're good on time, right? Oh yeah, I'm good. All right. So, I want to make you have a Long Beach gig. Yeah, no, but he's good. He got he got pushed. We we got another. I'd say fifteen twenty. Is that yeah. cool? Yeah, yeah, of course. Perfect. So uh, you got a voiceover gig that that could have been a game changer, right? For for that for that world for you, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Had you done much voiceover up? I have never done any voiceover work. What happened was uh, one of the executives over at Disney, son, listened to my podcast in Perfect Gentleman. Which um, you can get on iTunes. You can get on iTunes. Yep. Shameless plug. So got to. Mm-hmm. He had heard my voice, liked it. Came to the show on Thursday, unbeknownst to me. Yep. Hit me up on Twitter, but it was so random that it was like I, I just put because well, he list. did it through Mickey, and he was like, "Yo, man, like I work at Disney, but like exactly. this is Mickey's Twitter, but like yeah. <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. it was basically on on that kind of level. Yeah. Came through, heard my voice, told me to come in. They hit me up on Friday with like. He made sure they hit me up. Came in on Monday. I thought I was auditioning for something. I'd already, he had already given it to me. I was the voice of Winnie the Pooh, the new. The reboot. The they reboot. were rebooting Holy Winnie the Pooh, yeah. the cartoon. Yeah. And, and this is, and, and just forgive me for sounding ignorant, this, this isn't like, it's Persian Winnie the Pooh. No, like this no, is this Winnie was, the Pooh. Wi- this Winnie is worldwide. the Pooh, it was going to be my actual voice. Um, they had already. They had actually put my voice to animation, which was crazy. They had taken what was that like seeing set that on off Laugh Factory? It yeah. was great. And they animated your set as Winnie the Pooh. Set as Winnie the Pooh. Holy! So and somewhere there's a video of Winnie is. the Pooh telling actually, jokes. It's somewhere on Vimeo, but it's locked, and now I can't get it back. Oh, I got had it. it! I had it. You should have downloaded. I should have downloaded. It's all good. Oh, God. Okay, so I you want were, that video. So that that happened so quickly and unexpectedly. And all of a sudden, it was just happening. And then it was happening and everything. And then, you know... And they're trying to do a reboot. This isn't just you're going to be the voice of the show. They already had... There were movies. The franchise. Everything. All the toys. Doll. Yeah, and exactly. that's what it actually came down to was the dolls. So Disney has this, you know... I guess they have an algorithm or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Projected expectation of everything. And if it doesn't match up, they don't release something. Wow. Okay. And that's what it came down to. And let's be clear about one thing too, because I auditioned for uh, it a couple times, and because and they were like, we want people that can match Pooh's voice or all the characters. They want some of the originals, but then they also want people to do their own spin. Now, what what are they locked in on with you? Was it the actual? No, it was my your interpretation. Actual, it was my voice. It wasn't even interpretation. It was literally this. the way I speak, the way you're talking right that now. That is exact. So, they liked my the way. So I let's speak. do those. So. So I'll be Tigger. So, t- hey, Pooh. So I, I listened to your podcast. Pretty good. 
I can't stop laughing. Why? Why? Why is he laughing? Eeyore, Eeyore. you're such a bummer. Eeyore. I, I, I'm not laughing. I haven't listened to your podcast, Pooh. Well, thank you, guys. I'm glad you all listen to podcasts. I hope Christopher Robbins listens to the podcast, too. Do we have any, honey? Christopher Robin, that guy, I saw him in the corner. He put his finger down on some woman, but actually... Okay, all right, let's not, look, I still have a chance with Disney. Let's not... It's let's, happened whoa. to me a thousand times before. Take your Prozac. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, hey, I just want to... Hey, hey, Bob, I didn't... Oh, my goodness, Prozac is amazing. I love it. Oh, my... This is Eeyore on Prozac. Oh, my God. This is fantastic. Wait a minute. Who's that? Edwin? Uh, you guys oh, are nice. so... My Edwin impression? All right, well, we... T- we timely? We, yeah? We don't all have right. to air the uh, the unrated version of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the views of One Tehran do... Do not necessarily <laughs> reflect those of those of Disney and its partners. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And, and you have that voiceover gig with Kia. Hyundai. Hyundai. Yeah. How you dare did. you, Kia? I'm so Hyundai. Kia might have, you know, <laughs> yeah, Kia, did, uh, Kia didn't pay us good. Kia's got Blake anyway. Griffin, man. Hyundai's got <laughs> Adam Ray. Yo, and that, I mean that's that's a real lane voiceover. Yeah. That's yeah. a real lane. Only in Hollywood can all the things you've been taught not to do. In class and in school, actually get you paid. Oh yeah, dude. That's that's us on a daily basis. We we go up in front of people and goof off and draw all the attention to ourselves and and act like idiots and sit and say things that would embarrass our families. Why? Because we have to, and we're encouraged, and we make money doing it. It's insane. You, have you guys ever done the comedy camp at Laugh Factory? Come no. by and talk to the kids. No, no, I'd love to though. Yo, I, I really think that I'm gonna tell them. Yeah. We need you guys to come and talk oh, to the kids. Are we doing a heartbeat? You'd love Lo- these kids. Oh my god, I, I I would love to go do that just because it's so it's it, it's so cool. It's so cool to see them and their interest in comedy. And you and while some of them will be there just because their parents put them there or whatever, you'll see it. You'll well, see it, you'll see in a couple kids that spark of like, oh you want oh you want to do this. These are you? kids. These are kids who actually a lot of them don't have parents or they're I'm in no a kidding. bad situation or whatever. Right, right, right. I didn't know a that. I thought it was just lo- young no. kids who were interested in. No, uh, no, 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 no. To become a lot of these kids live in the group home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and there are some, I mean, Tiffany Haddish was a comedy camp graduate. Wow. Get out. Yeah. Tiffany Haddish at the age of 15. No shit. Comedy camp. I love that. And now at the age of 30 something uh, in a movie with Key and Peele called yeah. Keanu. Fucking a, that's go, go Tiffany. And you guys, I really think you guys should talk to the kids now, and Love not to. do the Prozac Christopher Robbins <laughs> rape the girl thing. No, we'll save that sketch. Yeah, save that one for you know. No, I, I just went back to my the guy who directed all the musicals that I was in, in high school uh, when I was home last time in Seattle doing shows. He had me come speak to his camp. That's a couple hundred up. kids from age like nine to seventeen. Dude, I didn't realize how much experience I'd really had from moving from Seattle. Uh, or go, we went through just my time in, in high school doing musicals to transitioning down here to acting school to getting out of it to working at the theme park to just all the grinding right. up until now. Some kid, did me- some kids stand up and go, "Hey, because of you, my mom got three point five percent APR financing on a brand new Hyundai Sonata." Hilarious. <laughs> that's probably true. Hey, guess what? Oh that's a big God. compliment. Yeah, that's real talk. <laughs> that's a big. Hey, you know what? I you inspire people without even knowing it. I there were there was a there was when I was working at Wolverine Universal Studios, um, a guy came up to me at a comedy show once and was like hey weren't you like you were Wolverine right which I'm like I'm also a comic though like forget about that you know (laughs) let's talk about what I just did and he's like no he's like I recognize you because we were at the park like uh, you know I was still doing it he's like a couple months ago and and he's like my wife and I like it was kind of like a go to the Universal Studios to like save the marriage type trip he's like and you had some really great interaction with like my kids 
and my wife and I, we had such a great day. He's like, and now we're fucking like back this together. This is a bullshit story. Listen, you're telling what? me Wolverine, Adam Ray saved a marriage. Yeah. I'm, I'm That's pretty right, sure Bub. Wolverine, no, Adam Ray broke up a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By, by the way, by the way, uh, I'm glad you called me my buff because I was going to go with that to see how long you guys were going to fucking. And you bought it for a minute, though. You both I, hey, I bought it for a second. Yeah, I, 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 I was in. Because I committed. And, that, and that's what you taught the kids. Commit. <laughs> commit, commit, commit. What if I told them that? You know, I also spoke at my D.A.R.E. Uh, the D.A.R.E. graduation when I was a senior in high school. Uh, mm-hmm. You went through D.A.R.E., right? Uh, the drug program? Yeah. Yeah. What other D.A.R.E. is? No, the double D.A.R.E. No, I, I, <laughs> you went through I, the D- I didn't go through the program. Really? No, I don't. Oh, in no. D.C.? So it was just like, look no, no, out, no, your, no. Look out was, your window. There don't was do that. Dare. It, yeah. There was yeah. D.A.R.E., but I just, we didn't, you, you know. didn't go through it. No. Yeah. But you know of it. I know what it is. Keep I kids know. off drugs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I went and spoke to uh, the graduation in elementary school. And, uh, were and, you, you know, high? Were you high? No, because I didn't start smoking pot till college. Oh. But uh, had I been to a party that weekend? Yeah. And did I? <laughs> oh, wait. I take that back. I smoked pot twice in high school. And the second time I did it was at the party the weekend before I spoke at the dare graduation on the Monday. And <laughs> I got kids so high. I got so high. I showed up late. And... Uh, and I immediately was like, I got to catch up. And somebody handed me a bong. And I'm like, this is like the second time ever I'm smoking it. And I got so high so quick that I was sitting on the ground of uh, the TV room at this person's house for like three hours, swaying back and forth saying, somebody take me to the hospital. I can't feel my legs. <laughs> and Cut to 48 hours later. <laughs> You're giving us Don't a- do drugs, kids. And then did you tell them that rock bottom story? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, kids. Stay Forty-eight hours. Let me tell you. Forty-eight hours. I couldn't feel my legs. Forty-eight hours before that, though, I was playing basketball for the Shorecrest Scouts. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, that's uh, crazy. Well, uh, you could probably go back and speak to some kids right now. I bet. I mean, I, I go to the comedy camp every week, yeah. almost every week, every Saturday. I'll, I'll be there. there. You go. Uh, and what and what nights are your shows? Every Monday, every Thursday, ten o'clock are my shows at the Laugh Factory. I'm I'm there throughout the week as well. But yeah. Mondays and Thursdays at ten, those are my shows. And when are you at Drake's house? Uh, actually, <laughs> he's been gone for a minute. But next time I go, I will try to sneak one of you guys in. I, well, I can't take both. Well, you can take me. We can sneak him in for yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ta- oh, take Adam. We'll get like it. a... No, get, we'll do it Muppet style. We'll get a... Uh, you'll put... <laughs> trench coat? Yeah, we'll put me on top of you with a trench coat. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Done. Hey, listen. I got a, I got a big hockey bag. You you can tell them <laughs> that they're that booze in it. Not on at Drake's house. He really works a lot. Like, you would think it's girls. It's a couple girls, yeah, and they're very attractive, but mostly sure. it's him on, the, on a big... Couch, no, just writing lyrics in his phone, which is why I was in saying, his phone? I, yeah, on his phone, on his phone, he's just like writing lyrics, and and then he'll go into the booth when he thinks of something, yeah, and they'll just, and he make just it. lays it down. That's the best. You got to have that booth. If I was at that level too, even if I was, it's like I mean, yeah, to, to just be able to, in your house to immediately just hop in there and lay something down, mm-hmm. and so you can get a sense of like you know how dope it is. Yeah, we don't have it. It's like if you're writing at home, I guess like for a comic, yeah, you, you can go out and get up on stage, but. There's more. Uh, How many times have you been driving somewhere and you just come up with what you think is the most brilliant? Yeah, wouldn't it be great and to then say you that? Get it by the time. You know, yeah. it'd be great an audience app where like you think of a bit, you go into your booth, <laughs> you say it into a fucking like somebody has created. This is hey, this sounds super stony, Yo, but follow me. So, follow this me. Is actually, really good. No, you say your bit into some like. There's an app where it takes sensibilities from around the world <laughs> and puts them in this fucking I don't know how you get into a chip or whatever but however you speak maybe it's off your voice your delivery your and then it the, like the, the tells con- you funny Shut the or fuck not up, funny Brad. yes and I'm in the content and it no it doesn't tell you funny or not funny yeah that's that's the beta version you okay. actually get like an audience response 
Oh, like they a level of laughter. Yes. Oh my god. It's okay. home audience. It's studio audience in your home. Uh, it's home audience in your studio. <laughs> That's what it is. All right. You All guys, right. you guys are laughing until you really see right. my face on Forbes with an app like this, <laughs> and you guys are like, and you guys. Think Damn you, Tehran! Not a joke. That's well, how these things. Uh, well, we need to end this podcast. Get super baked and write up this app. <laughs> well, after we write the uh, the sequel to, to Stutter Funny. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Tehran, thank you so much. No, for coming. You guys, on. thanks for you got to play your Twitter. I am oh, yeah. Tehran. At I am Tehran. Also, hopefully, I'll be on this show on Fox with Tatiana, uh, Tatiana Ali starting this fall. What? So that we find out this week. Ashley so, Banks herself. Yo, yo, yes. Let me tell you something. You're you're out there. You're hustling. And Sam Shocker. Do you know Sam Shocker? Yeah, man. Yeah, Sam Shocker's on it too. The opportunities are going to keep coming. We'll see. I mm-hmm. hope so. Hey, think about where you are versus five years ago. Just think about that. I I lived very well in D.C. Adam, I actually <laughs> talk about starting from the bottom. Now, right? I was I was making a lot of money in D.C. Started from the top, now I'm at the bottom. Yeah. Dude, money don't buy happiness. Look at me, man. I got three candles that I bought myself. You Whoa. think I'm happy? Whoa! <laughs> I do. I got Christmas lights around a Muppet poster. You think I'm happy? No, I'm very happy. But you know, you get down sometimes. Yeah. You're you're doing the right thing being out here. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be definitely. in D.C. just swimming in cash. And and, and and who needs women? Who and, needs hookers and blow? Dude, and you could, but you needs that. But don't yeah. you can do that at any moment, right? You could get up and leave and go back and pick that up. True, more or less. And this is this is we're out here all living the dream, and and you guys are people that I look up to and watch. And did you hear that, you, Brad? Winnie the Pooh's a fan of us. It's a true story. I can die happy. That's a true story. No, when I take you to Drake's house. That's when you can die. Happy. <laughs> That's when I can die happy. Started <laughs> from the bottom now, eh? Chris Brown's hi- house. You'll have the most fun though. What? Oh yeah. All right. Uh, cut off the podcast because <laughs> we because we got talks. Wait, shit. wait, real quick. Why? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one. That's the one where it's like what you think it is. Fuck yeah. Slipping slides out of windows. I, I, I mean, it's not that creative. But Willy Wonka fizzy lifting drink it's uh, rooms. It it's what you think it is. It's just what you think it is. Like, it's what you think it is. Is there just a room full of puppies that you can just, like, lay down in? (laughs) Good night, everybody! (laughs) Show! That's the show! Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right?
got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you.